should now have the notice. I can see it. Boom. We can see the light. <laughs> Sweet. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Rock Metal Podcast. I am your host, John Harris. On my right-hand side is my right-hand man, a Gabriel. It's time to go to Summit. It's time to go to the Summit, baby. No, I said glow to the Summit. Glow to the Summit. Absolutely. We're going to glow to the Summit in three parts. <laughs> Today on the Rock Metal Podcast, we have countless skies. They've got a new album called Glow. It's going to be released on November 6th via Willowship Records. Right now, I'm being joined by Ross to share more information about what the boys have been up to, what they've got coming along. We're going to chat about a couple of tracks off this magnificent album. So, Ross, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Absolutely great to have you on. And, you know, the funny thing is, Ross, as I was listening to the album and I was engulfed in the album, um, and I was trying to think of because you guys sound like absolutely something 100% unique, um, but always there's going to be, you know, one or two bands that kind of just kind of poke in and I go, you know, it kind of sounds like this. Um, but you guys did such a good job of melding everything together. The only thing I could think of was Insomnium and yeah. one other band. And it's like on the tip of my tongue, but I don't know. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah, we um, yeah we often get like into Insomnium, as you can imagine. Uh, also, Bellacore as well. I don't know if you've heard of that band as well. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, but the, I mean, with specifically with this album, at least, like the bands that we've sort of tried to explain the new sound with uh, would be um, Insomnium, um, Devin Townsend as well. Um, okay. And then we've got a bit of an influence from instrumental bands like Pliny, if you've heard of him, the guitarist. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and then finally, a bit of sort of a post-black uh, metal influence from like bands like Alcest as well. So that's kind of the blend that we've tried to create here. Hopefully it's not too obvious, um, the, the influences, but yeah. <laughs> well, you know, the funny thing is you mentioned Pliny, and one of the things that I was thinking was like uh, monuments or archetypes or, you know... Um, uh, one of the, I guess, I don't know, is it Degenti? Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, sort of like, in, yeah, proggy, instrumental, progressive sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, we're definitely big fans of that sort of sound, though. Okay. Now, I'm curious when you guys, you said, you know, that the blend that we were going for, is that kind of like a post facto when people say, tell me about your band? You guys just decided this was the, the, <laughs> the, the elevator pitch or when Pretty you guys were, so. go- <laughs> when you I'd were going so. into the album? Okay. Well, we kind of just do what we want, really, when it comes to writing. We don't really have, like, a strict, like, set of rules or anything like that. I mean, we we just sort of come up with riffs and then we sort of bounce them off each other and, and see what fits, how we can fit stuff together. And, yeah, it's, it's more, yeah, of like a post-analysis, really, when, when we're actually sort of trying to describe it to people. It's, it's more what we came up with rather than what we were aiming for. Mm-hmm. Now, something that I mentioned is that sometimes I like going through the credits because you guys have some remarkable credits here, and I just wanted to uh, do a quick shout-out that the cello, piano, and choir are not fake like they could have been. Yeah. Yeah, so we um, yeah, we, we wanted to get some more people involved this time around because, uh, you know, you can have layers and layers of uh, virtual instruments on an album, but, you know, we, we knew some pretty pretty damn good musicians uh, and singers and we just we wanted to get them involved so yeah we um we got um ariana who's uh, an amazing cellist we know um we got uh, a few of our friends from other bands um so we've got um 
Anthony Trimming from Vehement, which is an awesome black metal band from down south. We've got our friend RJ Learmouth from an incredible Melodef band called Raise the Void. They're from over in Essex. And then we've got um, a lady called Vicky Harley, who's uh, an operatic um, singer from, from up north in uh, near Manchester. Um, and then finally, we've got Marcello, who was actually our old keyboardist in our original band, Hatespire. Uh, we got him back to play the piano this time. Okay. Now... I'm really curious when it comes to the the three people that you have for the choir, were they all brought together to actually sound like a choir or did you guys just layer them individually and then uh, bring it in, in post? Well, um, so our, our good friend Chris Stroud helped us to record the choir. So he helped us organize it all. And one thing he told us was that um, you can't get a choir sound if you just layer vocal tracks on top of each other. It's actually the reverberation of the um, individual's uh, singing uh, waveforms, I guess, that, that are clashing off of each other in in a room together that makes that choir sound, like proper mm-hmm. choir sound. Yep. So what we did was uh, we um, we we went to our guitarist James's house and we stuck some foam on the walls and uh, we got a bit creative and like stuck a duvet over a clothes horse and stuff and yeah, just basically <laughs> tried to pad out the room a bit and then yeah, we we got some uh, microphones one end of the room, we all stood the other. Um, and our friend Chris on on James's Mac that he used to record the album, uh, where he brought downstairs, was sitting there recording us. And yeah, we um, I think we duct taped the lyrics written on a piece of cardboard to the to the wall the other side of the room. And yeah, we uh, just recorded some some choir. We, t- we did a few takes. It took a few hours, but I think yeah, overall it was worthwhile, and we we had a lot of fun with it as well. Yeah, yeah, kind of like gang vocal day. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and uh, yeah, we had a big meal together in the kitchen. It was great. <laughs> beautiful now i the other thing i wanted to point out as well is it looks like you guys did quite a bit of uh, recording it uh, either with different people or at different places so like the drums were recorded and uh looks like by uh one studio and the uh, obviously the choir like you just mentioned uh yeah. and then everything else done looks like by james pratt and then mixed and mastered by it looks like a wonderful finnish young man um <laughs> so i guess i'm curious what went into or I guess my question is, what was it about this album that made it feel like all these moving parts needed to come together? Sure. Well, I mean, I guess um, through the years and through the different uh, people that we've worked with, we've slowly sort of come to trust and to know uh, certain people in the industry that we know we can get 100% from, you know, we get top quality from. So um, we've we've met these people along the way and um, we sort of thought this time uh, we, we want to take things up a, a notch, you know, we've we've really worked hard on the music that we've we've written, and uh, yeah, we want to we want to give it the best possible sound that we can this time. And so, um, with our single that we released last called Tempest, um, we went down to Brighton and we um, we recorded the drums there um, in the same place with with the guy called Forbes um, at his studio called Audio Beach, and the sound was just ridiculous we couldn't believe how good he his drum recordings were so we knew that we had to go back to him for this album and i'm sure that we'll probably return for the next one um and then with the mixing and mastering um we so when we were working on our previous album new dawn we were originally going to go through uh dan swano if you've heard of him um and we were in talks with him but uh when we actually got to the studio <laughs> my mistake really i I'd ne- i didn't think to get the studio engineer and Dan Swano uh, in contact because I didn't know whether they would actually um, need to um, coordinate. And it turns out that Dan Swano was actually expecting all of the drums to be triggered and we were going to record them all live um, 
uh, HVR Studios, it was called, where we recorded New Dawn. <laughs> so, um, yeah, literally sat in the studio and um, I was like, oh, by the way, uh, we, we're going to get this guy to mix and master it. And he's like, that's the first you've told of me. I was like, uh, sorry. <laughs> and yeah, he, he emailed him, found it out. And then we had this mad rush to find someone else to, to mix and master New Dawn. Um, and uh, yeah, I ended up looking up who was uh, doing the mixing and mastering for Wolfheart and Blood Red Hourglass. There were some uh, top Melodef bands over in Finland. And yeah, stumbled upon this guy called uh, Yuho. Uh, and yeah, we got chatting and yeah, we, we've been working with him since and he's done an exceptional job. And yeah, I think he's really outdone himself with Glow. Like New Dawn was great, but Glow, uh, his his quality there is just is incredible, yeah. And we gave him the opportunity to reamp the guitars as well. So the guitar tones are much better on this album as well, I think. Okay, that's actually one of my other questions. Is It's a very neat guitar tone. And since you mentioned doing some recording at home on a laptop, I was curious, um, without giving away too much, I'm kind of always curious. When people come out with really good guitar tone, sometimes it's just a plug-in and they just you know tweaked it until it sounded really good. And other times it's it's a reamp. And I'm just kind of always curious, uh, sure. especially you know the way bands are able to do things in today's day and age. Before it used to sound like a home recording, you know, ten years yeah. ago or whatever. Yeah. Um, now it it really doesn't. So um, I'm curious to hear more about the guitar tone, if you don't mind. Sure. So um, when we were recording the album in James's house, he's got a spare room now, which he's set up as a studio. Um, so he's got a an iMac. So it's not a laptop. It is a is a desktop computer machine. Uh, and that's wired into a F- Focusrite audio interface. So he's got like a, a rack now, like a server rack almost underneath his desk, where he's got this um, Focusrite audio interface that we used for the vocals. Uh, maybe something else. I can't remember. But... Um, He's also got an Axe FX, which he's been using to record all the guitars through. So we were using that, and he's created his own patches to have his own tones. But um, in the end, when we did hand it over to Yuho, he ended up reamping the guitars. And in all honesty, I don't know what what he did there, but it sounds incredible. So maybe it's his little secret, or maybe I should just ask him. <laughs> but um, yeah, that, that's that's Yuho working his magic. Cool. Yeah, something you mentioned there. Ross, was that you guys had worked really hard on the music that was written and not to suggest that, you know, bands don't. But sometimes the story that gets told is, I don't know, I just came up with a with a lick and 20 minutes later, you know, the song was written. It kind of just wrote itself. Mm. Um, but it doesn't really sound like maybe that happened here. or Maybe the inspiration was just followed a little bit longer. Um, but something I mentioned earlier in the beginning was how seamless the whole thing sounds. It doesn't just sound like you guys went, oh, let's let's do a carbon copy of what else is out there. Let's do something new, original, and make it seamless. So I'm curious, when you guys sat down to write this album, what were you guys going for? Well, <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's, it's sort of hard to sort of give you a sort of a definite answer with that because well for one the album literally spanned the writing spanned across about four years and some of it was written uh some of it was written even before then uh and some of it was written right up at the deadline basically so um to to sort of give you a like a specific answer to that would be quite hard but i could tell you about some of the the songs um for instance um summit and the uh, title track "Glow," they're songs that are completely written by James. So he he's um, sat down and, and completely 
crafted and created those those entire songs but uh songs like tempest and um moon and zephyr uh were sort of collaborations from all of us mostly me and james but there have been sort of inclusions from from the other guys where they've sort of um worked with a riff or, ch- or changed things up a bit but yeah um yeah that's um that's kind of how that worked yeah uh with zephyr that like that that intro riff is actually uh something that we wrote maybe eight or nine years ago when, when we were just messing around on guitar and we sort of picked it up again uh and and james sort of worked it with me worked on turning it into an entire song so um i'm not sure if that answers your question <laughs> i've just been rambling <laughs> yeah yeah no it absolutely does and i'm kind of always curious so when it takes say you know eight nine years for one riff and, and kind of four years in total to work on the the entire uh record and you mentioned up to the deadline so were you guys always planning to release this with willow tip or how did that how did they get involved in the process then because i don't know do record labels wait around for four years <laughs> yeah so um yeah you, you wouldn't think so no but um thankfully what happened was we so we released uh the single tempest a couple of years ago um and it was around then that uh willow tip got in contact with us um so they sort of said that they were really uh, big fans of the music that we were making and that they wanted to work with us to release an album and so we got into in touch with them then and got into talks and yeah we sort of worked out a deal with them um and one of the things they said to us which was really kind was that um there isn't any rush with the music they said we'd rather that you came back to us with a you know something that you're 100% behind you know rather than you feel the the pressure to to rush something out so yeah they they waited a couple of years um but we hope that they're they're pleased with what we handed over in the end <laughs> I mean, that, that's kind of like every band's dream right there, especially if there's any bands listening in right now or people who are in bands and they're saying, you mean you released a song and a record label reached out to you? You didn't have to shop around and get rejected? <laughs> yeah. Um, I can't say that we really tried that either. It's, it's quite a terrifying notion, really. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, obviously... And thankfully, it was uh, a set of negotiations that worked out for for both of you guys. Um, now, you mentioned that uh, Tempest was the original is single, and now the new single is Summit. So I guess I got a two-part question, but we'll start with the first one is, how come Tempest made it to the album? Why not just leave that as the single as it was and then just move on? Well, I guess with... Um with each album that we've released so far, they've kind of been a snapshot of where we've been in life as a band. So Tempest is sort of part of the collection of songs that make up Glow, uh, and it would feel really strange to leave it behind, to be honest. Uh, It's the same thing we did with the single Solace. So um, back in 2015, we won a competition, like a local Battle of the Bands, and we won a slot at the biggest uh, independent metal festival in the UK, which is called Bloodstock Open Air, which is an amazing festival, by the way. Uh, And um, we got to play on their smallest stage there, but we'd only released an EP and we wanted to have like something to draw people in a new song. So we rushed, um, I say rushed, we, we expedited a, a single from the album, uh, went to a studio and recorded it properly and stuff so we could release it. And that was solace. Um, and then that was out for about a year before the album new dawn came out. So like it was that same sort of situation where we sort of gave people a preview of, of what was to come. Um, but we didn't necessarily want to leave it in the past. We wanted it to be part of the, the whole album when it did come out so yeah tempest for me i see that as part of glow i wouldn't i couldn't imagine leaving that behind okay now 
I guess my next question, this is kind of part of the, the two-part question, is why then was Summit then released as a lead single off of Glow? Sure. Um, well, um, obviously Tempest already released, so I, I'm not sure anyone would have been impressed if we tried to, to re-release that one. <laughs> and then uh, we sat and thought about the other songs. So um, obviously Glow, 20-minute song, probably not the best thing to use as a lead single. Uh, Zephyr is uh, a nice track, but it's it's kind of uh, quite a different variation and blend of of things and I, I, I wouldn't want to use that as the lead um, we were thinking about potentially releasing Moon as the lead single but we just thought that Summit just had such an impact from, from the beginning and that's it was sort of our opportunity to uh, reintroduce ourselves and to sort of show people what we've been doing and, and we thought Summit sort of summed that up perfectly Okay, very cool stuff. Now, I'm looking at the tracks, all one title words, is it Kind of a concept? Yep. Does it take us through a story, like an arc? Um, no, it doesn't. It doesn't. Um, I did sort of pitch the idea to James, but um, he's he was very sort of committed to Glow itself, the the title track being being like that. But the other songs, they are separate. They're they're their own thing, really. But we tried to pace the album. I guess we tried to put. M the more sort of faster up tempo things at the beginning and let it sort of um, get more sort of slower and progressive towards the end. Okay. Very cool. And then with regard to glow being a three part song, I don't even know if I really have a question about that other than I'm just, I'm just curious because obviously the album is called glow. So you're just, you're just stretching it out. It's like, 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 like an orgasm. You're just making it last longer. <laughs> yeah. 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 I guess you could put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess maybe just take us through that. Uh, was the album called Glow because of this three-part song, or did you guys stretch that out into a three-part song because the album was called Glow? Chicken or the Egg? <laughs> well, um, the intro to Glow, uh, I think that was probably one of the first riffs that we wrote off of this new album. Um, we were just jamming around in practice, um, playing around with some sort of tappy tappy riffs, and um, yeah, uh, James was just like, wait a minute, I'm going to record it, and so he got his phone out, and then we just sort of jammed this riff out uh and then he said oh yeah i think i'm gonna turn this into a song i was like cool all right and and then uh, a few weeks later he came back to us with this like 20 minute long thing i was like what the hell <laughs> um i mean i guess i guess it probably wasn't 20 minutes at that point it took him a while to sort of flesh it out and to to sort of um you know refine it but uh yeah that's that's kind of where that came from originally okay very very cool stuff now with regard to the album coming out in November, was it always going to be that way or has this year reorganized and changed a few things for you guys? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I guess we thought maybe we might get out a little bit earlier, but one of the things was um, because this time we're doing vinyls. So um, I think there was a bit of a delay with the factories because of all the things that are happening in the world at the moment. So uh, it's been pushed back to November, but, Thankfully, that's that's sort of the only real, uh, you know, delay that we've had. Um, and yeah, I, I, I guess that um, with this kind of music, so many people will uh, reach for it all over the internet that um, I think you, you can sort of release music, uh, even even though people can't get out and um, go to shows and stuff. It, it still gets a pretty good following and pretty good um, exposure through people just sharing it online, really. Okay, very cool. Um 
All right. I'm trying to think if I have any other questions, and I don't really think that I do. So I'm just going to ask, is there anything that I did not ask or bring up that you wanted to chat about? Um, no, but I mean, I can I can um, add a couple more things on top if you like. <laughs> Please do. Sure. So um, with the new album, we've got a whole... A uh, load of new merch. So for the first time ever, we're doing vinyls. Um, we've gotten this amazing orange vinyl um, that we're selling on our Bandcamp and on the Willow Tip store. There's also another option, which is like a random mixed uh, of colours, uh, like a marble effect vinyl. Um, so they're quite limited as well. So if you, if you fancy one, you can go to our website, countlessskies.com, and you can see all of the links to the merch there. We've got T-shirts, uh, long sleeves and hoodies as well, I think. Um, and yeah, that all comes out six, 6th of November. Um, and then I would say I would talk about like a tour or gigs or something, but obviously that's not happening for a little while at the moment, but we are booked in to be playing at a festival called metal days, which is in Slovenia. Um, and that's incredible over there. That's a week long metal festival. Um, and they have a, uh, warm up event, which is called new metal festival on the Saturday and Sunday um, before it starts, and we're going to be co-headlining the Sunday night of, of that warm-up festival. Um, and then also we played Bloodstock Festival again um, last year um, on the bigger stage, and there's a, a live video of that on YouTube that you can watch that we posted on our Facebook recently as well. Perfect. Yeah. And I guess, I guess with regard to that, are you guys doing any online concerts or any online uh, jams or, or anything like that? We'd definitely love to. So I guess what we're waiting for is um, perhaps closer to when the album comes out, uh, if not around exactly around that time. Um, but yeah, we're just sort of looking at the options and seeing what we can do and seeing if, if even um, small shows will be opening up again then or not. I'm not sure. But yeah, we'd love to do something like that. So yeah, keep your eyes peeled on our social media and we'll definitely be plugging that when that if that happens. Yeah. Okay, perfect, perfect. Well, Ross... That concludes all of my questions. So thank you so much for coming on to the Rock and Roll Podcast today. Cool. Thank you very much for having me.